Hey everyone, Andrew here. Welcome back to Sanctuary Daily or Daily Sanctuary. I don't think we ever really settled what the actual name of this was. Uh, this is a series that we started back at the beginning of quarantine and we went a couple months, just 10, five to 10 minutes or so uh, with some daily reflections, scripture, poetry, practices, some pastoral wisdom. And so we thought with Advent here, it just seemed appropriate that we should step back into this space for a number of reasons. And the main hope really is during these next couple weeks leading up to Christmas, uh, we would just, this would help uh, amongst other things, align our hearts. So right now I'm sitting next to my Christmas tree. Uh, You're likely listening to this on Monday. Uh, It is late Sunday night. I'm recording this and uh, I wanted to just share a few just kind of basic thoughts here to kick us off uh, as we think about Advent. Uh, and to kind of set the stage for this week in talking about waiting and expectation. Uh, in Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 9, we read, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And then hear these words from Jesus in John eight twelve. Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Advent is kind of like time travel. Uh, Some of you have heard me talk about this. Uh, A lot of the church calendar is like this. We sort of go back and remember this great moment of of expectation, the world just waiting with bated breath uh, for the Messiah to come. Um, and, And so Advent for us now, we go back and remember what it is to wait and expect, knowing that the light has broken through will in some ultimate way break through at the end of time. And that is the light is continuing to break through and come. Christ is continuing to come to us even now. And so we wait expectantly. We wait with a sort of a watchfulness to Advent for the light of the world to come in. Um, Advent to me um, always brings up this word um, ex- uh, to expect, it brings up expectation. And so there's a question that I ask every year. It's like a little ritual and rhythm that I have in my own reflection. And, and that question is this, what am I expecting from God? So let me ask you that. What are you expecting from God? In my observations over the last couple of years, I, I think that people so often, maybe this is you, default to sort of church answers, if you've, especially if you've grown up around the church. Um, we don't really get to what's truly and deeply in our hearts. Uh, we do a lot of talking about what God expects from us, but we very rarely ask uh, what we expect from God. And I think this matters because if you're in a relationship, uh, if there's really a relationship there, um, th- then there has to be this expectation, not just from God, but, but of you from God. I, I think we need a large vision Like, who are we dealing with when we talk about God? I think it's incredibly appropriate that you have high expectations of who God is and what he is doing in the world. Our lives are so often governed by our will, by our plans. We say things like Jesus is king. um, And then we sort of treat him almost like an absentee landlord. And so these are just questions I ask myself. Like, Andrew, do, do do I want to seek him and find him? Not just sit back cynically and wait. Like if I am, am his son, if, you, if you're his son or daughter, um, do, do I expect to have a son and daughter relationship with God? 
is there respect and reverence and love? Um, maybe some of you have had, like me, I've had a, a season um, where there was like a large level of expectation. Um, I've had seasons where I felt really deeply connected with God because I expected so much. But then when we don't see as much, I don't know, God as we wanted to or didn't answer things in the way that we wanted, I think what slowly happens is we start to lower our expectation and, and then we begin to lose our childlike wonder. And so that causes us to lose our sense of expectations. And then we get discipled by disappointment. It's sort of we, we allow all of this to disciple us, all this disappointment, and we become cynics. And then we call that wisdom. Does that resonate with you? Like we, we forget then that we have a role in this relationship. That so often, I know for me along the way, I, I can refuse to obey God or to seek him. And things didn't go how I thought. And I don't ask the question, like, where was I in that? <laughs> uh, or maybe your immediate needs aren't met. And you just assume God maybe has stopped caring or you stopped caring. And we can get complacent even when things are good. I think we get in danger of being, um, I don't know how you'd say it, like being polite unbelievers who use believer language to explain that God doesn't really do X, Y, or Z anymore because we've allowed ourselves to be discipled by disappointment, which really stems back to our engagement and expectation and drawing near. I think we can too easily sit back like from an indifferent position, see things like we like and we don't like and attribute what we want to God and make assumptions about what God is really up to from this passive, passive place. And when reality, we aren't really getting to know God. We lose our hunger to learn. We learn our, um, or we, we lose sort of our passion to practice the presence of God. So, so all of this um, is why Advent actually means so much to me. Uh, because cynicism is like the new religion of our world. And whatever it is, this religion teaches that it isn't as good as it seems. Like whatever it is going on, it really isn't as good as it seems. It will let you down, whatever it is. It will betray you. That institution or that church or that politician or that authority figure, they'll all let you down. Whatever you do, don't get your hopes up. Whatever you think it is, whatever it appears to be, it will burn you. Just give it time. An advent. Man, Advent confronts this. It's sort of like a corrosion of the heart. It confronts this with the insistence that God has not abandoned the world. God has not abandoned you. And that hope is real. And that light has actually come. Advent, uh, one writer says, charges into the temple of cynicism with a whip of hope overturning the tables of despair, driving out the priests of that jaded cult, announcing there's a new day and it's not like the one that came before it. See, Advent kind of whispers to us the not yet will be worth it. Advent reminds me to watch, to wait, to trust, to expect Advent teaches me how to become watchful and expectant really all year long.
See, the follower of Jesus is an expectant person, or should be. Someone who's always taking it for granted. Please hear this. Someone who's always taking it for granted that there is something about to break through from God. Something about to burst through the ordinary and uncover a new light on the landscape. It's a faith that God is going to speak or show something that reality could open up when you're awake and aware and expectant. We see this over and over with the disciples, and we're going to talk a little bit about that this week. Uh, it's a little, uh, Rowan Williams uses the example of bird watching. The experienced bird watcher, I don't know how many bird watchers there are, but I'm taking his word for it. The experienced bird watcher sits still, poised, alert, not tense, not fussy, knowing that this is the kind of place where something extraordinary suddenly bursts into view. Like you sit very still. You're out in the the woods or in a field because something is liable to burst into view. And sometimes, of course, it means a long day sitting in the rain with nothing very much happening. But then there are moments when you see And so he says when you're living in expectancy, living in awareness, your eyes are sufficiently opening. Like a bird watcher, like it's all in the waiting. How good are we at waiting, at expecting, at bringing like our true longings before God? What are we using? One question that I ask every Advent is what am I using to distract myself from waiting, from seeing? Because Advent teaches us to, um, this is old word, avail. Advent teaches us to avail ourselves to God. Like, it's like to make ourselves available. Advent teaches us to make ourselves available, to place ourselves, think of that bird watcher, to place ourselves and our hearts in a place where we can truly see. It's not always certain, right, that you will see that day but it's certain that you want to. As again, Rowan Williams says, otherwise, like why go into the woods? Why go into the woods? And so this um, is what Advent in part, in part is what, why it's so powerful to me, why this season means so much, why it brings out, um, it brings out such like, it brings such, um, so many good things to the surface uh, for me of recognizing Um, that there are things I just don't expect of God right now. I'm not enchanted with wonder. I'm not open and looking. I'm not not heading into the woods. And so I wonder why I don't see God or feel God or feel depleted and feel feel disconnected or just sort of put God in a box and God doesn't really do that anymore. I don't really think much of God at all. It's like I'm not going out into the woods. And so just to begin all of this, and again, we're going to wade into some practices uh, in the coming days here. But but I want to encourage you um, to think about what does it mean for you, like the bird watcher, uh, to gather the, I don't know, your binoculars, your field guide, uh, and to step out into the woods with an expectancy. Maybe you're listening to this first thing in the morning. And just to step into this day with, Lord, I, I, I know that you're with me and I expect you to speak and so I'm listening. I expect you to move so I'm watching. I expect you to, to 
illuminate truth to me, so I'm going to spend some time in your word. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk out into the field and into the woods. So, let me pray for us. Lord Jesus, as we begin a new week, we, um, Lord, we hear Jesus' words. I hear Jesus' words, Lord, in this moment. Where he says, I, I just do what I see the Father doing. Lord, we want to have eyes to see. We renew um, our trust, Lord, that you are speaking and moving. You are reconciling, Lord. You are um, leading us, Lord, into the path of love and faith and joy and hope. And so help us to keep our eyes open today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Peace be with you, friends.